Hi guys, welcome to episode two of Lessons She Learned, a podcast about navigating life and the lessons that come with it. I'm your host, Darkus Ala, and first and foremost, I have to say thank you. Last Tuesday, I launched Lessons She Learned, and you guys have been just so incredibly supportive and great. And I think one of the best parts of it is how many of you have decided to approach me and share some of your stories. And I've got to say that to me is like the piece that makes my heart flutter. Like it makes my heart beat faster. You guys decided to be just as open and raw and honest with me as I've been with you. And it's incredible to see. I mean, I think some of you have even been sharing some of the lessons that you guys have been learning in starting something new, and I'm learning from you. So this is just feeling like a very two-way street reciprocal relationship, and that gives me all the feels, especially when I'm recording alone and I can feel like it's just me and my microphone. To have you guys pour back out into me is incredible, and I just continue and hope and pray that it continues like that. I definitely want to hear from you. I definitely want to talk to you. I definitely want to have a space for dialogue. So thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The idea that I can be real and vulnerable and it's been accepted and welcomed and encouraged is fantastic. And I'm aware that it won't always be greeted with this type of positivity, but to start off this way is really encouraging. So before I got into recording today, I was definitely dealing with my mind and some of the thoughts that were coming up. And I'm going to share them with you just to show you that even once you start or you face your fear, there's going to be consistently a battle you're going to face with your mind until you get to the point where your mind um, starts to think differently. But up until that point, and and I don't know, I think to an extent, I don't know if it ever really goes away, um, you have to consistently show up and kind of battle through or push through. So I started and I felt freaking fantastic. Like the fact that I launched and I did what I said I was going to do, I felt freaking amazing. Um, And I thought that the fear would then stop at that point because I had done the thing that I was scared of. I put out what I wanted and it was out there in the world for people to listen to. But I still had things and thoughts that were kind of negative. So my biggest thought was like, what if I'm going to be a one hit wonder? And I'm laughing saying this out loud because I'm like, was it even a hit to to be a one hit wonder? Um, But I definitely had the thoughts and feelings that, you know, once you do something, Everything now is in comparison to that work. And I thought I did quite a good job with my first episode. So I'm like, will the second episode live up to it? Will the third episode live up to it? Will the full season live up to it? And the way that I combated that was as long as I keep showing up for me, it's worth it and it lives up to it. Like I, the goal was to do something that I told myself I was going to do and build trust with myself. And every single time I sit down and record an episode and edit an episode and press publish on an episode, I am building more and more trust with myself and I am making good on the words that I told myself. So really, that is enough for me. And it's going to have to be enough for me until I stop feeling and battling myself um, before I get in front of the mic. Before I get into today's episode, I do want to tell you guys when you can expect to hear the podcast. So what my schedule is with Lessons She Learned is that you will get a new episode every other Tuesday. And if I'm able to, there will be bonus content that drops also on Tuesday. So expect at least an episode every other week on Tuesdays. And then if I'm able to turn out more content, you will get an extra bonus episode in between that also dropping on Tuesday. So I asked you guys what episode you wanted to see. I had been working on and writing two different episodes, one on heartbreak and one on my health journey. 
And I've been a little bit open on Instagram about my journey with endometriosis and fibroids. So some of you already had a bit of background. And surprisingly, most of you voted for the health story. And I'm laughing only because if I were in your shoes, I would be nosy as hell and want to hear about um, heartbreak. I was going to tell you guys about my last breakup, which was pretty devastating at the time. And honestly, I have so much to talk about. Um, But you guys surprised me and you're so wholesome. Like you wanted to hear about health versus heartbreak. You wanted, you know, just, it just shocked me. I'm not going to lie. I really thought people would be here for a little bit of mess, a little bit of tea. Um, but here you guys are already proving me wrong. And how wonderful is that? So I will still drop the episode on heartbreak. You can probably expect it in my next episode, depending on where I am at with writing. But today we're going to call this episode lessons she learned in advocating for your health. So these are all the things that I've kind of just learned and I'll give you guys a bit of a backstory. Um, For those of you who don't know, I work in marketing and advertising and I had um, a job about a a year after I graduated university. um, I started working at a advertising agency. The agency specifically focused on like financial clients, but I was a digital marketer. I was fresh out of school, like knee deep in learning about Google Analytics and websites and all that sort of stuff. So it was actually quite fun. But I remember that day I had started getting like just the inklings of cramps. Like it wasn't even that bad. Like it was very, very normal. But as the day progressed, I started to feeling worse and worse. And so I said, probably the best time for me right now is to go home because I know if it gets really bad, the worst place to be is to be at work where I can't really um, manage the pain and I'm not in a comfortable situation. So I got on a go train and started heading home. And as I was on the train, the most excruciating pain, like it felt like I was being like beaten from the inside out. I, I could not describe it. It's a kind of pain where I started to not even realize where I was, like your head kind of goes a little bit fuzzy. Um, I was trying to stay focused on realizing when my stop was. And the thing is, once I got off the train, I still had to get on a bus and um, it was bad. Like I just, I felt just disgusting. And as we got closer and closer to my stop, I remember starting to feel so much pain that my body was just so weak and I felt like I had to vomit. Like... I don't know if you guys have ever felt the kind of pain where your body just cannot handle it so you vomit like I'm sorry this is grossing people out but this is just real life but if you've ever been in a situation where you've been in so much pain it's like your body can't hold the pain anymore and you just start vomiting that's what I felt happening so I got off the train and luckily actually got into my stop and I remember like honestly like stumbling off the train and at this point I had called my boyfriend at the time and I had called my mom and I was just like I need help I was like I don't know where I am I don't know what's going on and uh, my mom was like okay what's happening like slow down like where are you and I think she at that point left work and started driving to the station so I got off the train and I remember just kind of like again like feeling a little bit fuzzy and hazy and and I stagger to like the train ticketing booth area and I just leaned against the side of the wall and immediately I threw up everywhere like it was like two o'clock in the afternoon 
and I was just vomiting in public in broad daylight and I just I couldn't even think about what anyone was thinking or what anyone thought or if people were seeing me like no one came to help me because there weren't actually many people there like it wasn't rush hour the transition I get off is in a pretty like residential rural part of town so other than like in the morning rush and the evening rush there aren't many people and I just vomited everywhere and I can't remember very well but either my boyfriend or my mom came to pick me up and I remember just feeling like absolute crap and I just never had such a like I had had bad episodes but this was definitely the worst and we ended up going to the hospital and I remember just waiting in the waiting room and just being in such severe 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 pain and I got inside like after going when you go to emergency you're sitting there for hours so when we finally got to see a doctor um it honestly was a little frustrating because it was basically came down to there's nothing wrong we can't tell what's wrong she's just having bad cramps it happens and this was the same tale and story that I had heard for years but this was a turning point for me. So I had already been to the point where I had been trying different things for many, many years before this incident on the GO train that I was already fed up. Doctors had tried different things for me, but none of them were actually getting to the root cause. Everything was very much like a surface level trying to fix it from a surface level. No one was really listening to me. No one was really taking my pain seriously. I was prescribed prescription painkillers and told to kind of manage. So I got to the point where I just became okay and pain was very normalized for me. So I just expected to be in pain and to be in discomfort most of the time. Even when I wasn't on my period, I was probably dealing with some sort of chronic pain, but it just became a normal way of living. And I didn't think about how messed up that was, that I wasn't supposed to be in chronic pain. I wasn't supposed to be dealing with um, issues that made me vomit from pain or made me pass out or made me be in bed for days at a time. But it just became a normal part of existence. And I just learned how to manage. And let me tell you, that is something that I've realized is a pattern in a lot of my life. I've learned to manage carrying pain, whether that's physical, emotional, or mentally. Um, I used to think it was just me being strong, but I've gotten in the habit of just managing pain and not actually dealing with the root cause, which is another reason why I went to therapy. So I will talk more about that in another episode, but truly and honestly, the patterns that were showing up in how I was handling my medical issues were also patterns in other parts of my life too. And I didn't blame myself, but I think one of the best things that I've gotten better at doing is being more self-aware and recognizing things. And this was definitely one of them. So if you don't know um, what endometriosis is, endometriosis is a disorder where the tissue that usually grows inside of your uterus begins to grow outside of your uterus. I've actually heard of some cases where women have had um, it growing in their chest cavity. It can be very serious. There's definitely many ways of managing it and doctors have different plans for different women based on the extent of their pain and how much it impacts their day-to-day -day life. Um, I 
have never, and I guess this is important to say, the only formal way of diagnosing endometriosis is a laparoscopy, so actually going inside to see it. You can be diagnosed based on your symptoms, and most women are diagnosed based on symptoms, but you really can only find out unless you go into surgery, and you can actually go and see where the endometrial lining is growing, because it's not detected in an ultrasound or anything like that. So I've dealt with this for you know, many years. My doctor has said I've had this. We haven't been able to do a laparoscopy and I've refused to do one um, because surgery is a very big deal and I don't take it lightly and um, it also terrifies the crap out of me and I just don't want to do it um, unless I absolutely have to. Fibroids are non-cancerous growths that grow in your uterus. So I'm specifically speaking about uterine fibroids. They can be in your uterus, outside of your uterus, or within your uterine walls. So I've had years of battling both of those things. And if you know anyone that deals with chronic pain, um, it can be very isolating, especially issues like endometriosis and um, fibroids. I find specifically that women don't often talk about them openly. And I'm not sure why. I'm sure there's definitely... A, a, I don't know, like I, I, I say this hesitantly because I don't know for a fact, but I think there definitely is a bit of shame around speaking about periods and speaking about your uterus and it kind of is something that should be discussed um, inside the home versus speaking about it publicly. But it's actually really isolating, especially when whatever you're dealing with isn't something that's visible. I think it's really easy for people not to know what you're dealing with, and so you tend to kind of keep it within yourself. Honestly, I just really hope that more women would talk about it, because in the short time that I've been open about it on social media, so many people have reached out and said they're also dealing with it. And what it would have done for me to have people speak about this when I was going through it or to have people who were also dealing with it uh, speak about it. So it's really is comforting, honestly, to have people who are also going through it, especially because it can be such a scary thing to deal with. I remember being like 16 when I started having issues and my doctor telling me that I shouldn't wait too long to start thinking about having children because I possibly could have issues. And I was 16. I wasn't even a place to really fully wrap my head around that. But here I am at 30, uh, not actively trying to have a child. And I just wish I had had people who I could speak to about it who were going through similar things. But all in all, again, I've managed to kind of gleam a few things from this, a couple of things that I've learned. So I definitely want to share them with you today. They are by no means exhaustive. I don't think any of the lessons I give are going to be exhausted. I'm going to consistently try and share what I've learned up until this point. And I do hope at some point to be able to revisit this episode and actually add on to the things that I've learned as time goes by. But so far, I've learned about, I have about, I have four things for you guys today. Four lessons that I have learned learning to advocate for my health. So the first thing is believe yourself. I had so many experts, people in power, doctors diminish my pain. Just tell me that it was, you know, it's part of growing up. It's just what it is to be a woman. You'll get through it. Take a painkiller. You know, it's going to be okay. You got it. You know, no one ever said toughen up, but in more words than less, they were saying toughen up. Like you'll be okay. 
And now looking back at it, I think it's really important that I believed myself just because I I remember just thinking that maybe I just was not very strong or I was super weak and just couldn't hack it. Like if every other girl had cramps and like they were able to just manage what was it with what was wrong with me? Like, why was I so, why was I struggling so much? Why was I dealing with so much pain? How come I couldn't handle it? Why was my body not capable? So I think it's also important to believe yourself and to acknowledge the pain you're going through and very, very important to understand your limitations physically, emotionally, and mentally. There were days when I thought I could just push through. Nah, sis, sit your ass down. There are days when you should not be up and about You need to listen to your body, believe what your body is telling you, and sit down. The very next lesson that I have for you guys is just being in partnership with your doctor. So I... (laughs) um, I've had a up and down relationship with my family doctor and I got to a point where I realized that I had to start looking for a new one because I needed someone that would actually be a partner with me. I am so used to, or I got, I had gotten so used to just kind of going to the doctor, them telling me something, me taking that and going away. And I realized that I wasn't having any dialogue. I wasn't asking questions. I wasn't pushing back. I wasn't, and not even just like pushing back to be difficult, but pushing back to understand what it was we were doing, what it was we were trying to achieve, what it was I was dealing with. So I I've gotten to the point now where my doctors are my partners. We are in this together. They are experts in medicine and I am an expert in myself. I know me. This is my body. I've been in this body for my whole life. So there's things that I know about myself intimately that I can share with you in order for us to both figure out what's going on. So I always make sure that when I go into a doctor's appointment now, I bring everything that is that I know about my body. I often take notes about what happens in between doctor's appointments. And honestly, healthy relationships also have healthy challenge. So I challenge them. I ask questions. I say, what are the options? It doesn't always have to be a one-way conversation. I also believe that it should be a team effort. If I'm not feeling heard, like in any other relationship, like friendships, family, romantic, I'm going to communicate that. I'm going to practice speaking up for myself because, I mean, of all relationships, this is one that is quite important. It literally is dealing with my body. So I've just gotten in the habit of when I have appointments with doctors, whether they're specialists or they're new doctors that I'm working with or it's my family doctor, is getting into a conversation and getting into a partnership. And when I don't feel heard, and I have felt this way in the past where I've had doctors who've completely brushed over my concerns or have not taken what I'm saying as um, with, with as seriousness as they should, I've chosen to work with other doctors. And I think everyone should know that that's an option. You don't have to sit down with somebody who's not listening to you, especially when it comes to dealing with something as serious as your body. So make sure you're getting in partnership with your doctors. And the very last lesson that I have for you, I actually have three, I thought I had four, sorry, um, is building a team. So I know 
in saying this, this comes from a place of privilege. So I have been blessed enough to be able to not only have my traditional medical doctors as part of my team, but I've also chosen to include a naturopath as part of my team. I go to a naturopathic doctor and we have been on a plan to also treat a lot of my underlying issues, um, really because we've learned that a lot of the issues I'm experiencing with both endo and with fibroids have to do with underlying hormonal imbalance. So we've been working heavily on trying to manage that. So I, I don't work with either types of doctors in isolation. I prefer to have both a traditional doctor and a naturopathic doctor working together. So I get blood work done. I get ultrasounds done with my doctor and I share those with my naturopathic doctor. We work as a unit and I prefer that method. I know some people may be one or the other. I do think there's benefits to having both if you're able to do that. So definitely building a team has been crucial for me, not only from a medical standpoint, but also finding people I trust to talk to about. So like I said earlier, dealing with this stuff can actually be very isolating. I found about two to three women who I can actually talk to and ask questions, ask who they're seeing, who their doctors are, what medication they've been prescribed, if they've gotten second opinions. Um, and I found that there's a bit of safety in that. And whether it's we're joking about just the craziness of our periods or trying to plan life around it, or if it's more serious, where we're actually discussing medication that they've been put on and how it's been treating them or how they've been dealing with it. I found that having a couple of people who were who were in it, who were in the thing with you, had been super, super helpful. And then also for me, um, part of my team has just been um, my partner, my family, my friends, and my therapist. As much as this is a physical thing, a lot of things have also, you know, been a little bit hard emotionally. I think there's definitely some emotional baggage that comes with dealing with chronic pain. So it's important for me to also have that outlet. And in addition to that, I journal quite a bit. And honestly, for me, prayer has been a huge thing. So really, whatever it is, make sure you build your team, build a toolkit, find the things that can work for you to actually get through this thing. So guys, I have to tell you, I'm now recording at 9 12 p.m so if you listen to the very beginning episode i started at 7 i haven't been recording all day but i could not get in the groove of things so i was editing things and this may not be the most perfect episode but i just realized that a perfect episode is an episode that gets done is an episode that it gets out and i will continue to refine and improve and not beat myself up so that is everything that i have for today Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to follow Lessons She Learned on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode or the episode before, please be sure to leave me a review or give me a five-star rating because this is five-star content. And if you think you know someone who would enjoy the show, please share it with them. I would really appreciate that. That is all I have for today. As usual, slide into my DMs. I would love to talk. I would love to chat. And I will catch you guys in my very next episode. Bye.